Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. Asking God for healing is a core aspect of prayer. But the ideal form of this prayer expressed in the Amidah pushes us to widen the circle of our concern. What is the proper model for prayers of healing? In Parsha Tazriya Mitzora, we read about people with various ailments, including tzarat, a serious type of skin disease. One who is afflicted with tzarat must walk around saying, Tame, Tame, impure, impure, by Yikra 13.45. What is the reason for this? One Midrash explains that this declaration is meant to warn others so that they stay away from the afflicted person, presumably so that they will not contract the disease. This might be our natural instinct in relating to those with disease, to back away and protect ourselves. However, another Midrash offers a different reason for why the afflicted person cries out. Quote, It is taught, the person shall call out impure, impure. They must inform the public of their pain, and the public will pray for them. Bavli Sota 32b. The purpose of the afflicted person calling out here is not to warn others to stay away, but rather to implore others to pray for them. It is an invitation to respond compassionately with the sick person and take action, not to run the other way. One of the central blessings of the Amidah asks for healing. It reads as follows, Heal us, Hashem, and we shall be healed. Save us, and we shall be saved, for you are our praise. Raise up complete healing to all our wounds. For God, King, faithful and merciful healer are you. Blessed are you, Hashem, who heals the sick of his people Israel. The biblical source of the first sentence in this blessing comes from Yirmiyahu 17.14. The only difference is that in Yirmiyahu's prayer, the request is only about himself. But our blessing alters the singular form to the plural. In Yirmiyahu, it reads, Heal me, Hashem, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Whereas in the Amidad reads, Heal us, Hashem, and we shall be healed. Save us, and we shall be saved, for you are our praise. Why do we alter the biblical passage from the singular to the plural? Normally, one does not change quotes from the Bible when reciting them in the liturgy. But praying in the plural is so pivotally important that here we overcome our reticence about altering the biblical text. Abaye expresses this approach explicitly. Quote, Abaye said, A person should always join their prayers together with the congregation and should not pray for themselves alone. Brachot 29b to 30a. Abaye instructs that a person should not pray for themselves alone. Rather, the language of prayer must always be in the plural. When we shift from the singular to the plural, we embrace a stance of joining and participation, lishatev, in which we don't only pray about our personal needs, but also understand ourselves to be part of a larger collective, which may have needs that extend beyond our personal ones. The greatest model for this shift in orientation from purely personal prayer to a collective frame is Moshe. In the moment of the sin of the golden calf, God offers to start again with Moshe. But Moshe does not take the offer. Instead, he prays on behalf of the people for forgiveness of the dire sin. 
Yet Moshe makes an interesting move in this prayer. He shifts from the singular to the plural. Quote, Moshe said, If I have found grace in your eyes, O God, please let God go in our midst, even though this is a stiff-necked people. Pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your own. Exodus 34, 9. Moshe starts off by talking about himself, if I have found grace, but then shifts to the plural, including the Jewish people in his prayer. Pardon our iniquity and our sin. This is striking since Moshe was not an accomplice to the sin in any way. He was on the mountain with God while the people worshipped the golden calf. And yet, he chooses to join with them in his prayer. Aviva Zornberg points to the power of this decision. Quote, It is remarkable that while he speaks in the first person, singular, when he asks for the vision of God's glory, Moshe modulates to the first person plural in verse 9. At the culmination of Moshe's work of prayer, he identifies with the sin of the people. Quietly, undramatically, the pronouns change. This is the moment when he makes his profound choice to speak out from the side of the human so that I and we shade off into one another. At this moment, God renews his covenant. Aviva Zornberg, The Particulars of Rapture, pages 437 and 442. The act of praying for others and not just ourselves is a redemptive act. Moshe could have accepted God's offer to start over, abandoning the people who had sinned repeatedly. But Moshe does not choose this path. Instead, he links his own fate to the people and convinces God to start anew with Israel. As Zornberg notes, Moshe's decision to override his personal needs coincides with God's decision to forgive the people and renew the covenant. In fact, the basic vocabulary of prayer, Lahit Palel, has its origins in praying for the healing of others. Even more radical, this prayer was on behalf of an enemy. The first time the word prayer, using the term Lahit Palel, is mentioned in the Torah is when Avraham prays Vayit Palel on behalf of Avimelech, a local king. As a direct result of Avraham's prayer, God heals Avimelech and his household. The scene is as follows. Avram travels to Grar and claims that Sarah is not his wife, but his sister, in order not to suffer at the hands of the locals who might kill him in order to take Sarah. Indeed, Avimelech does take Sarah to his household, but God threatens Avimelech in a dream and requires him to return Sarah to Avraham. God tells Avimelech that Avraham will pray on his behalf so that he may live. Prayer here is the catalyst for life. Without it, Avimelech will die. Avimelech follows God's word and returns Sarah to Avraham, although he is angry with Avraham for tricking him. After giving Avraham gifts, we read that Avraham prays for Avimelech. Avraham then prayed to God, Vayitpalel Avraham, and God healed Avimelech and his wife and his slave girls so that they bore children. Genesis 20.17 One other aspect of the scene of Avraham praying for Avimelech is striking. He prays for someone who is not a member of his household and who, in fact, wronged him. This idea is developed in the following rabbinic text. Quote, One who harms his fellow, even though the harmer did not request forgiveness from the harmed, the harmed must pray for him. As it says, Avraham prayed to God on behalf of Avimelech. 
Tosefta Bava Kama 9.29. Avimelech harmed Avraham by taking his wife. He also does not apologize to Avraham. And yet Avraham prays for him. This view of prayer as something that is extended to the people who owe us an apology is unusual. We often think of the prayer for healing as something we do for those who are in our circle of relationship. But this is a model where the prayer for healing is something that is beyond our immediate circle, even extending to those who vex us. In fact, praying for one's enemy's healing is a form of forgiving them, even when they don't ask for forgiveness. Praying for healing can sometimes be a prayer for a person with whom we are in conflict. The healing for which we pray may extend to the relationship itself. Heal us and we shall be healed, meaning we collectively are in a broken relationship, and now we ask to heal that connection. The essence of prayer at some deep level is praying for the healing of others, widening the circle of our concern beyond ourselves and extending even as far as our enemies. When the person afflicted with sarat calls out to us, we are meant to respond, not by running away, but by offering prayers on their behalf. The opportunity to develop this instinct occurs every time we recite the prayer for healing in the weekday Amida. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.